Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to this mini-sode. Mini-sode. Spoilers? For not SJM. Different book. Yes. Book lovers. No. Yes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Yes, we love Emily Henry. We do. And we know she's not in the fantasy genre. But she is romance. And she's she's Fun. book talk. She's so book talk. She, this is book talk talk. Book talk talk. Welcome. Um, so we had our um, the members on our Discord mm-hmm. uh, vote for which next book for us to talk about. Yeah. And this is the one that won. Yes. So we're going to give like recap ratings mm-hmm. thoughts on book lovers. Yes. Um, so I think last time we did a book talk talk did yeah. we read the summary i think we read the goodreads summary okay this way everybody can kind of just if you just a need a refresh yes oh, i love this book so much I okay know. one summer two rivals a plot twist they didn't see coming nora stevens life is books she's read them all and she's not that type of heroine not the plucky one not the laid back dream girl and especially not the sweetheart in fact the only people nora is a heroine for are her clients for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved little sister libby which is why she agrees to go to sunshine falls north carolina for the month of august when libby begs for her sister's trip away with visions of a small town transformation for Nora, who she's convinced needs to become the heroine in her own story. But instead of picnics in meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or bulging four-armed bartender, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie Lastra, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. It would be a meet-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth their salt would allow what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they've written about themselves Hmm. i love this book so much i adore this book i i love that she leaned into like this line in the summary i remember when i first read it i died where it was like they're thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth their salt would allow. It's like gave herself permission <laughs> to be extra cheesy. Yes. And I just it cracked me up. But it didn't feel cheesy reading it to me. It was perfect. Right. It was like it was the perfect rom-com. Yeah. For like, book lovers. For like book people lovers. who love books. Yes. It just like it leaned into the the jokes and the references. Right. And I just I died reading this book. It's one of my favorites of hers. It it is my favorite of hers for sure. I think so, and I think it's because the female lead is so different than your typical female lead. Yeah, like, she doesn't want kids. She wants to live in the city. She yeah. wants this like career and not compromising on that. Yeah, 
And I just, but she's also like so compassionate and cares about yeah. people. I just love that. Yeah, she's great. So overall ratings, mm-hmm. five stars for me. Five star, 100%. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is, if you have not read an Emily Henry book, mm-hmm. honestly, I'd read this one last because it's the best, but mm-hmm. it's also like, because I don't want you to read this and then be disappointed by the other books. Yeah. But alas, it's phenomenal. It is. It's definitely the best. All sure. of her books are great, but mm-hmm. this is top tier. Yes. In my mind. I agree. Have you read Happy Place yet? I haven't read Happy Place yet. I need to bring you Happy Place. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Do you need books for your trip? I'm just going to bring my Kindle. I'm so excited that, that I get to sense. travel without actual books. Yeah. Also, I was reading a book yesterday and I was like, I was sitting under my blanket and I was like, oh, I have to take my hands out to like hold the book, to turn the pages. I was like, how ridiculous am I being right now? Diva. I, like, I just want my Kindle. <laughs> and have you, okay, I've seen this all over. It's probably on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but it's all over Instagram Reels. Yeah. These like page clickers for a Kindle. No. So it's like this clip. I was like, how lazy can we get? I love this so much. But it's like a clip that you put on the side of your Kindle. And, and it's, it's all... there's a remote button that you hold. And so you can click it. And I think it like applies a little bit of pressure. And so it like page turns, turns page. for you without you having to like move your arms. I was like, this is what I need. Okay. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm remembering that for I your know. birthday. I know. It's brilliant. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love this so much. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so, that's clever. We're book lovers, clearly. Book lovers. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that note to self. Yes. Because I, I was doing similarly. I had it like propped up mm-hmm. and I was like curled up in bed and yeah. I would just like tap the page and then yep. curl back up. And But it's like, oh, you just don't want to, you're, you're just like perfectly just, content under I the blanket. Just click. I know. I could just click with the little clicker under the blanket. Dude. I know. I know. People are geniuses. They're brilliant. Okay. Anyways, back to the book. Sorry, that back was a side tangent. Book lovers. Okay. Um, okay, so recap like Mm -hmm. more verbal right Nora she's in the city she's this agent and her sister who's pregnant yeah is like super pregnant is like we're gonna have a summer of fun in a small town which I just I loved her sister's Mm -hmm. energy yeah throughout this I thought it was such a contrast to her very much so but in a good way that helped like pulled her out Mm -hmm. pull her out of her shell a little bit I think she needed that fun loving carefree younger sister yeah that she basically was the mom of yeah in order to come out of her shell because she would never do that for anybody but her sister yes so she needed that character it just it also reminds me like i have a friend where we got sun and moon tattoos because it's that phrase of like live by the sun and love by the moon Mm -hmm. like i just i think there's such a good compliment there and i think that was kind of what nora and libby Mm-hmm. had was that like you know Nora helped keep Libby straight and, and organized mm-hmm. and things that helped and yeah. got the things done and then Libby brought the fun energy and so I think that's why they're such a great duo when mm-hmm. she lets herself not be right in mom mode mm-hmm. but I, I thought like Libby's like list of like things they were going to do in this small town it mm-hmm. just was like a quintessential like Hallmark movie list and it just brought so much joy it was to me yeah I really I definitely related to Nora for yeah. sure. She had big, big sister energy. Big, big sister energy. Which yeah. we're both big sisters. We are. And it like, I think it kind of, I really resonated with her when it's like yeah. she was just like annoyed 
with Libby and that, you know, she was having to take care of Libby her whole life yeah. and like turned down jobs and just like did everything for her sister. And it's like her sister never seemed to care. Yeah. And it was almost like, like I, I understood that cause it's like, you know, growing up as the big sister, it's like, you're always putting yourself last, taking care of your siblings, yeah. especially like in certain family circumstances. And I was just like, ah, oh, I relate. I understand you, yeah. Libby. And it's like, or I understand Nora, but I was like, it drives me crazy when it's like the younger siblings never see how much the older sibling is sacrificing yeah. for them until it's just like slammed in their face. Like I gave up this whole job just for you. And yeah. then, but then it's like, she's like, Oh, well you shouldn't have, you should do what you want. But it's like, well then who's going to take care of you? Yeah. You're like, it doesn't work like that. Right. Because you would be without money, without a house, right. without something. And a any big sister who read this book just immediately related to her. Yes. So much resonation here. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I sure, made it a word. <laughs> no, but I have a, I have a one of my sisters, my like the one who's just below me. Mm -hmm. She's so like, she's very much like Libby, where it's like there's a lot of fun and spontaneity, and mm -hmm. it feels like utter chaos. And I'm just constantly like, "What are you doing? Yeah. I'm trying to help you, like mm -hmm. do this, but but mm -hmm. like we have to release that control, control." <laughs> Like, do we know best? Probably. Of course. But like, that's not our position. And I think that's, it's just, it's this journey that I feel like most big sisters go on. And mm -hmm. so I think that was why it was so interesting relating to her, mm -hmm. seeing Nora's story and then relating to her. Cause I was like, Oh, I mean, obviously like their, their mom died. So right. it's a different situation, mm -hmm. but I related to that. Like, I'm trying to help you and protect you and mm -hmm. make your life easier. And like feeling like that's how it should be right and it shouldn't mm -hmm. but like it's just something innately in us anyway yeah absolutely related to her for yes. all of that mm -hmm. but anywho so that's nora and libby yes charlie charlie i love this broody broody man we love a broody man so yes. much but and a broody man who takes care of his family. I was going to say, he is just the most kind broody man. He's a kind broody man. The fact man. that he's like, he moved home to like be with his parents, gave up yep. his like career. Yeah. Just to like help his family and yeah. like do everything for the town and like. Yeah. Just a great person. He was such a good person. He was so like funny. Yes. Like. So quirky and just like so empowering to Nora yeah like the fact that he respected her as like a woman and what her dreams were yeah. and like and helped her like get that editing job that was which his was job. his job like clearly he thinks high enough of her that he would want her to take his position yeah so I just loved how much he respected her yeah and loved her yeah so I loved their like snarky email exchanges oh my god I loved it so much <laughs> It just like it because their interactions previously, like they weren't like super nice to one another no. before. So those could be very like intense situations, but they both mm -hmm. kind of just like took it in stride and like looked right. at the situation as like, well, here we are. Yeah. And they just made the best of it. But then they got to see such different sides of each other. And it I was know. Just so cool. And it's cool how you, if you like, remove yourself from your immediate surroundings mm -hmm. how you get such a different perspective on a person yeah it's why like if you travel with someone right you just see like a totally different side of mm -hmm. them um so it was cool that they were yeah able to do that by chance i think so too um but one of the things that brings them together is editing 
um, like one of Nora's clients books. Correct. So her client wrote books about the small town that they were in. In That was mm-hmm. like the whole reason why Libby loved it and yep. Charlie didn't like it mm-hmm. and <laughs> all of those things. Um, but like, I think it was like her editor, like bailed last minute. Mm-hmm. And so she needs some help. And Charlie was like, Oh, like, I'll help you. Let's do it together. Right. And so that was kind of what helped to bring them together. And it just, it was funny seeing the, um, the comments made about like what the author was writing about this small town and mm-hmm. then the reality yeah. of this small town. And it was like, I kind of understood Charlie's bitterness about it a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like we write about small towns and we think they're like, yeah, so cute and so quaint. cute, like Gilmore girls level constantly. Yeah. And it's like, that's not always the reality no um and then like nora being like a character in the book because like she learned so charlie told her that like the nickname that people had for her in the editing world was shark or like the shark and then she told him his was like dark cloud yeah um and i just need to do a super quick plug to um the literary loft yes she did a phenomenal like digital art piece it's on etsy and i think like her instagram handle page um but it's like a drink of like the dark cloud and the shark and it's amazing i love it so much it's so cute um but like so they found out each other's nicknames and then nora's reading this like original version and she sees this character that's called the shark yeah and like realizes that's about her (laughs) and i cannot imagine like, you know, being this like hardcore whatever chick and then yeah. seeing how people truly see you like yeah. written through a book. <gasps> it would be terrible to read. It'd be terrible. Oh. oh my gosh. Wait, I just remembered something about her though. Her past relationships mm-hmm. kept ending because the guy kept leaving her yeah. to go have like the quintessential like simple life, simple life where they was like, I met this girl and I'm, we're moving to her far- family farm or whatever. Right. And you're like, what? Yep. Oh, I forgot about that. She was the, she, in a Hallmark movie, she would have been the city girl that got right. left. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nora. <laughs> Poor Nora. Poor Nora. Um, okay, let's see. What else? Um, Charlie's family was delightful. Yes, they were. And they owned the bookstore. Yes. And like, I feel like Libby and his mom really like bonded mm-hmm. over the bookstore and everything. Yeah. Which is why I, lo- I loved how it ended, mm-hmm. right? I loved how. You know, Libby was going to move there anyway, which that mm-hmm. was like the big d- secret drama of yeah. this whole thing. I definitely felt like there was a divorce. Like, I could totally see why Nora thought, yeah. like, the way that Libby was acting. I was like, I see that. They're Is totally Libby running? Divorced. Is she running? Right. Like, what's happening? No. They're just hiding that they're moving? Really? Well, like, she acted very dramatically about very it. Very dramatic, so yes. I get why she was scared to tell her. Yes. But, um, so Libby ended up staying. Mm-hmm. And Nora went back to the city and Charlie didn't stop her mm-hmm. and didn't try to hold her back and didn't do any of that. Yep. Um, and then he got Libby to help his mom yeah. and cover there and it freed him up to come back to the city. I know. And I love how he surprised her. I know. And it's like, it just felt so... It was so genuine and like touching. Like I love that he let her go. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just like, oh, like, you know, come with me. Like super cheesy that I feel like Hallmark movies are. This was like, it almost seemed more real. Well, yeah. Because, okay. Because in a cheesy Hallmark movie, one of two things would have happened. Either she would have 
given up her career yep. or found a way to do it from the small town right. and lived in the small town with mm-hmm. them. Or he would have left his family and moved back to the city with her mm-hmm. and just like maybe left them in a lurch, but pursued his no, love. No, it would have been like his parents passed from a or sudden something thing like that. so There's that he some could reason. leave. Right. He's he's abandoned. He's not dealing with it anymore, and he right. moves. Mm-hmm. But what happened was they both did the thing they needed to do, mm-hmm. like grownups who have yes. responsibilities. Yep. And then they came mm-hmm. together, and that felt real. Yeah, because you can't just like it's not always a happy ending like that, or it's not always like it's a not Hallmark easy movie. like that. It's no. not or as obvious of a solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I liked that. I it, did too. It felt real. Mm-hmm. And like you said at the beginning, I loved how neither of them had to compromise mm-hmm. who they were. Yeah. And they just, they, they worked until they fit well together at the right time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't force it. I know. That made me very happy. Yes. Also, lake scene. I'm remembering spicy Ooh, yes. lake scene all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That was delightful. It was delightful. Anyway. All right. Favorite quotes? Anything yes. like come to mind? I there was a couple that what? I I like pulled that yep. I I remember loving. One of them made me smile. It said, "Is there anything better than iced coffee in a bookstore on a sunny day? I mean, aside from hot coffee at a bookstore on a rainy day." I know that was one of my favorites. I was like, it has nothing to do with anything, but no. it is real life. It is true. I mean. That's my Nothing happy place. makes me happier than going to the bookstore. Yes. Getting the correct drink for the type of day. Yes. And just wandering. Yes. It's the best. Just browsing for books. What else do I want to do? It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, another one that came to my mind, kind of what we were talking about with compromises. Mm-hmm. It said, maybe love shouldn't be built on a foundation of compromises, but maybe it can exist without them either. Not the kind that forces two people into shapes they don't fit in, but the kind that loosens their grips, always leaves room to grow. Compromises that say there will be a U-shaped space in my heart, and if your shape changes, I will adapt. No matter where we go, our love will stretch out to hold us, and that makes me feel like like everything will be okay. I know. I love that. It was beautiful. Like This book just felt so real to me. Like I felt like there was so many things that were applicable and it's like yeah like people have to compromise and it's like that's so true about how you know your heart stretches to fill that space and I just I just really loved how this book was written well and it's compromise without changing right Mm -hmm. who someone is Mm -hmm. just beautiful I know oh I like that um it's sometimes even when you start with the last page and you think you know how everything ends a book finds a way to surprise you I love that quote I love that quote and then also reminds me of my the fact that you read the last Guilty. page. <laughs> you terrible. My my bad reading practices. Yes. But like it's true. I do I do stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But books still surprise me. Yeah. When you do that. So <laughs> it's fine. Something okay, here's the something I want to share though. Mm-hmm. With Kindles, I can't do that. As I mean, I guess I could like literally go all the way to the last page, mm-hmm. but it's not as easy as just like doing a Flipping quick flip a book. and a glance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been reading books on my Kindle has hindered mm-hmm. that horrible side of me. Anyway, yep. <laughs> side note. 
Um, another one I really liked was I read once that sunflowers always orient themselves to face the sun. That's what being near Charlie Lastra is like for me. There could be a raging wildfire racing towards me from the west, and I'd still be straining eastward towards his warmth. Oh, isn't that like a stop. melt my heart kind of moment? Oh, I love it. I know. <sighs> okay, a couple of other fun ones. Um, Charlie says. Nora, you're in books. Of course, you don't have a life. None of us do. There's always something too good to read. Mm -hmm. And I was like, preach. Yes. Um, And another one said, the last page ache, the deep breath in after you've set the book aside. I'm like, I know exactly what you're describing, Emily Henry. I know the feeling. Oh, so true. Mm -hmm. And another one was just because not everyone gets you doesn't mean you're wrong. Yes. Which I love. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. This is, this is the last one I wanted to share. It says that's life. You're always making decisions, taking paths that lead you away from the rest before you can see where they end. Maybe that's why we as a species love stories so much. All these chances for do-overs opportunities to live the lives we'll never have. Mm -hmm. Just, I felt like this was such a good ode to books. Yes. That's one of the reasons why I love this book so much was because it was, an ode to books yes like it was everything we love about books in a book <laughs> yes I just when when books celebrate themselves it mm-hmm. just it brings me so much joy yeah there's a book I will always recommend this book even if it's a little bit odd it's called the cat that saved books mm-hmm. and I've told you about this yep and I cannot tell you the author's name because it's Japanese and I will not pretend mm-hmm. I can pronounce it yeah but oh, this is the one that we found when we were strolling Barnes and Noble yeah this is one yeah. of those days yeah mm-hmm. and it it just, it's a short book. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a little odd because it's translated from Japanese. So like the language isn't like exact, mm-hmm. but it was such a beautiful story, like an ode to books that it's yeah. one of my favorite, the favorite books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just love celebrating it. I know. And it's like when I can celebrate it and mm-hmm. have an awesome love story attached to it, yep. like perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I it's also nothing more. one of my favorite things is like when I'm reading like or about books in general is like I think certain things and like I love to do certain things with books. But yeah. then it's like when I was reading this, I was like, oh, other people think this or like other yeah. people like. So it's like, like it's it almost, just me. Yeah. It almost like validates that like I'm not crazy <laughs> in like my weird book quirks and you know, whatever. Like yeah. Maybe. Like reading the last page. Right. <laughs> yeah, You're crazy. But um but yeah so I just thought that was cool because like books about books almost like validates the way I read or like the way I do things about books so it's just cool yeah well and I think it also like helps justify what you're doing in a way too right (laughs) anyway yep um so we are obsessed with this book we loved this book loved for sure what did you guys think of this book I hope you five-starred it I hope so if you've read other Emily Henry books. I'm curious where this falls yep. in your ranking because mm-hmm. I think everyone has different opinions. For sure. Um. So just let us know. And yeah. if you've listened to all of this and haven't read the book. You should. Hopefully we've convinced you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we've spoiled a thing or two. It's Along fine. the way. It's fine. You know what's going to happen for right. the most part. Um. All right. And that's it. And that's it. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. 
You can also find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.